Marco Polo. Polo. Please tell me you guys know about Marco Polo. Fish out of water? No. no. <laughs> We grew up with a pool and in our swimming suits, and Marco Polo was every day. It was the jam thing. Yeah, and if you had just a pinky toe in the water, you, could you were safe. safe. You're safe. <laughs> Are you looking for real life, tried and true tips and tricks to help with all the nitty gritty stuff of mom life? Well, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Mom Force. All right, brace yourselves. This is a special bonus episode of the Mom Force podcast. My name is Vanessa Quigley, and I'm here with. All of my sisters. Say hey. Hey, guys. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Hey. Hi. So we've been doing this thing every summer. We call it Cuzzy Fest. It's a love-hate relationship we have with getting all the sisters together with all of the cousins because between us, there are 30 kids. 31 with my tiny. Oh, my gosh. That's right. I've been miscounting. Isn't it 31? Oh, my goodness. All right. 30, 31 kids between all of us. So it, things get a little crazy in the, in the summer. But the truth is we can't help it. We love each other so much. We keep doing it to ourselves. So we are at the tail end of Cuzzy Fest here and thought we would do an all sissy episode of the podcast to talk about something that we all feel really passionately about. And according to some of the posts on our Mom Force Facebook group, a lot of you are thinking about and worrying about and need help with. And that is... Friends, friendships, connection. Yes. And and so for this episode, we are not going to be setting a timer. This is a bonus episode. We're breaking all the rules. Yeah, yeah. And we're just going to talk until we've talked it all out. So uh, sit back, kick your feet up, get yourself a tasty beverage, and let's enjoy. <laughs> okay. So to start off with, I want to say again, my sisters are my absolute best friends we understand each other. We have this common past. We had an unusual childhood that has bonded us together, and we will always be loyal to each other. Now that it was does unusual, but awesome. Yeah. But it's not just us five girls. We also have seven brothers. So with that comes more sisters, <laughs> and some sisters that feel like they've been a part of the family since the beginning of time. And Heather pretty much has been. She's been around for t- twenty years. We have some really big personalities in this family, and it can cause a real good time. And it's always been really important to mom that we get along. Don't you remember when we were kids getting up on her bed if we'd start fighting that she would say, this is the bed of tranquility. You can't be on here if you're going to be arguing. If we acted up, then suddenly we were all banished banished from the bed. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that we didn't fight. And Erica might have scars on her arms from Leah's sharp fingernails. I could never grow fingernails. For some reason, I couldn't grow my hair, <laughs> and I couldn't grow fingernails. So I had a mullet almost my entire childhood. And you I could was, grow your teeth, though. Yeah. I could grow my teeth. Willow. That's true. I could grow my teeth and the size of my head. I had a man-sized head at, this, at the age of four. Willow. But Leah, that was my nickname, Willow. Uh, but I was always so jealous of Leah's long nails. Because mine were just little nubs. They were glorious. She used them as weapons on a few occasions. And I'm not going to say I didn't maybe deserve it, but I... What I wouldn't have given for some Lee Press on nails that wouldn't flake off. Yeah. So I, I am paying for it now because now, after all these babies, my fingernails are crud. Well, Kara had some long legs and she used to dead leg me all the time. But <laughs> through the dead legs, we still made it. So we're normal. <laughs> like all of you mamas out there raising girls and sisters it's normal. Sisters sometimes fight. 
But we feel really lucky that we are now as close as we are, especially with the age difference, because I'm so much older than you guys. You are always the little girls. And I just didn't imagine when I was a teenager uh, a world where we were all going to be I, So there's besties. 11 years exactly between you and me, and I'm the second youngest. So there's 12. a – yeah, 12, 12 and a between, half. Between the older 12 and, and a couple months, yeah. Well – Anyway, we love each other. We still do fight. I think I snatched at you earlier today, Shelly. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> we were carrying watermelons in for an event, and I said something <laughs> bratty, and she threw her head back and. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it feels good to do that, and and she can do it to me because I, I just followed sisters. her into the elevator, cornered her, and I said, "You're, I'm carrying this watermelon upstairs. What's wrong?" <laughs> That's the beauty of sisters is that there's safety in it. Yes, <laughs> you I can be just... the true you and. Be forgiven. Was just gonna say there's safety in it. You can unleash, but then come back. I'm sorry. That was I was a brat. So I know not all of our listeners are as blessed to have so many sisters, built-in best friends. And so we want to talk about how how to make friends, especially when you don't live close to family. Now, you guys, I grew up all through my life, I was kind of like a one best friend type of person. Cindy. Cindy, those dance videos, Cindy, and then (laughs) Michelle. And yeah, so there are some scary dance videos of amazing. We all wanted to be Vanessa and Cindy in these home videos. We would set up the video camera and record ourselves. And just so y'all know, she still, how many years later, can do the splits just like she was doing all over that video. (laughs) That's my party trick. (laughs) My party trick. But um, so I was kind of like a a one best friend kind of gal. But you girls all seem to have so many friends, especially Shelly. When I moved to Utah, Shelly had already been living here for a while. And every time I would make a new friend, and then inevitably this conversation would happen. Wait, how do you know Shelly Hyde? And I'm like, oh, she's my sister. How do you know her? But of course, every hey. single new friend I made already knew Shelly. Well, Here's the joy of Shelly, though, is that Shelly makes everyone feel like they are her best friend. She so is nice. an excellent friend. Even the random person in the elevator. Seriously, Shelly, you have that? a gift for that. I don't know. There was seen, someone. Oh, I've seen oh, you do oh. That. Just, just like any as an person. example. Oh, You're really so nice. open and lovely. And Leah, too, you are. You have a real gift for. And I don't want to leave you out, Kara. Thank Erica, you. You're, you're a bit of a loner. I'll I mean, just admit I'm pretty that. nice too. <laughs> I, I'm the, I will admit it as well. I, I I do thrive on solitude. You know, but though, you know where you get that from? Mom. Mother. Mother. Because our mom, the mother of 12, she, okay, everyone loved her. She's amazing. She's an incredible hostess. She threw a dinner party like no one else. But she wasn't really the, like, girlfriend type. Like going no. out to lunch with girlfriends. It's true, but we I do remember Sister House Heinzelman, Lydia Heinzelman, other women coming over because she did serve in the church, in mm-hmm. our church that we went to. And so she had women that she worked with and she had to meet with, but they weren't her pals. And they loved her. They loved her. And she loved them. She served with them, but they were – it was different. It was a different – Leah was very concerned about mom and her friendships. It's oh, that's true. true. It's true. Throughout my schooling, I would see my friends' moms getting together for lunch and laughing and hanging out. And I started to get a little bit of FOMO from my mom. I loved getting together with my friends. And I one day came very tearfully and sat on the end of her bed. And I said, Mom, I just wish you had friends. And she <laughs> laughed And I was like very seriously pouring my heart out that I was worried about her friendship situation. And she basically confirmed, I have all of you. You are my friends. She did. And she wasn't lonely. She 
it seemed like when she needed someone, she had one of us. And a lot of the time, she had her mom. Her mom and her dad would get in a motorhome and come and stay with us for months on end. They ended up building a little house for them. So she had her people. She had her community. Being like mother and not needing and having a lot of friends. Looking back on mom, I get what she's saying. Because I see my friends get together and our kids have same, you know, my kids' friends and parents. I That's great. I love that they're having fun, but I, I'm okay. I don't need to go. I appreciate I love being invited, really, because everyone loves to be invited. But I'm, I'm not going to come. I'm You're, not going to come. I just don't need it. I feel like I feel like there's other things that I can do. I don't know. It's just it's not something that I long for the way that I know some people do. Well, you're and a lot like. that's what I got from my mom. You're a lot like. Yeah, I was going to say you're a lot like mom because you have all of your people. Those are your best friends. And I think that's why we are so close. Mom instilled such a value of our family as being or should be our closest, bestest friends. And I think that's why I have inherently tried to teach my kids and my girls that like when everything is said and done – the people that you will always have no matter what through thick and thin is your family. And you should really value them as much as you value your friendships, even though sometimes it's the hardest to be nice to or be kind to. Yeah, I remember mother getting mad at me. I had uh, my very best friend, Marianne, her little sister. They lived across the street. So Leah and I were best friends with those two girls. And Marianne and I always wanted to be on our own. But mother would always say, let Leah and Michelle come. They always had to tag along with us. And I remember being a little spiteful 11-year-old thinking, those nine-year-olds are just not cool enough to hang with us. But mother making us do that, I really look back and it really wasn't that big of a deal. Like I only have fond memories of it and it, it just the, seemed to work out. Being the little sister, it was the thrill because it was the four of us. Mm-hmm. We could go into the woods behind the house because it wasn't as scary I mean, mm-hmm. we had adventures upon adventures, and I felt safe knowing that my sister was there. It was a different time. We were un- kids were so unsupervised for so many long hours that I one time kids- put Jordan up the uh, flagpole, and we, the, yeah, we, we brought our five year old brother, hooked him up by his underwear to the flagpole, and up. raised him about six feet till his underwear sh- is that even <laughs> broke that true. Like something you'd seen and he fell to the ground. Well, well, we did, we it. did it. Oh it was probably TV is bad. Camp Onawana, we hold you in our hearts. I think that's where I got it. It's because they like start bringing up the, the underwear, underwear up the flagpole, and yeah. I was like, oh, we'll do this we'll with him and our brothers in them. It is a miracle any of us survive to adulthood. I would adopt the whole time. Just Jacob is famous for saying he would go days on end without making eye contact with an adult. <laughs> feral. Feral kids. You guys, oh, but that was the magic of our childhood. Okay. I want to make this point, though. Mom might not have needed friends, but I desperately needed friends when I became a mom. There, Me too. I, I was the first in my friend group who got married and had a baby and we moved to a new city and I knew no one and my husband was working really long hours. And that is when I realized I, I need a buddy. I need someone who understands me and what I'm going through. And I was so lucky to meet a woman who lived in my apartment complex who under other circumstances might not have become my friend because she was significantly older than me. She had a different life experience but because we both had babies who just so happened to have the same birthday, they were born on the exact same day, we became super close. And she taught me so many amazing things. And she catered events. And I, you know, I knew how to cook a casserole. 
Yep, we, we did, all did. We did that in our family. But when I wanted to do a fancy Valentine's dinner, she taught me all of her tips and tricks. How lucky to have somebody in proximity. Sometimes it's just proximity that affects these new friendships. And how lucky that you had that opportunity. She was outside the sphere of your regular interaction. Sometimes we just have to look up and look around to see who's around us. So you've moved around a lot, Leah. Tell me how... How have you done that with your growing family? Yes. I always joke that we've You always away. joke that you live in China, which isn't true. You live in California. But it feels like China with a three-hour <laughs> time difference. And, and you see stuff. the family way more than I do in Florida. It's because I load my kids up and drive across the country. But that's okay. I've lived away from family a lot of times. And so I've had to really practice learning how to make friends. And one of the ways that I did that was I – I'm very proactive about getting involved in school, preschool, mops groups, things like that, because I knew I needed friends. I'm a social person. And the mops groups, if you've not heard of that, it's called Mothers of Preschoolers. There are chapters everywhere. You can get online and find one close by you. Yes, there are so many great groups like mops and other resources. You can find them online easily. It seems like when you have little kids, you have that in common. And you're it's going a quick to in. Play groups and play dates and preschool. I found that it was actually fairly easy to make mom friends. In our apartment complex, It was we lived in California and the weather was so perfect all year round. But in the evenings while we were waiting for our husbands to come home, those of us that were stay-at-home moms, we would go out into the courtyard with our kids and to enjoy the breeze and the fresh air. And we would talk as our kids would play in the dirt. Um, for me, it, it takes being brave, though. Because you could have sat in your house and not talked to any of those girls, but you had to step out. And it's easy when you have kids because you can be like, oh, she's so cute. How old is she? Yeah, my baby is this old. Yeah, kids are great icebreakers for conversation. Great. (laughs) Use them. Yet with all of these great resources, sometimes it still is hard to make friends. If you want to go to the Facebook group and search friends, you can find posts there where people have suggested what works for them. But I wanted to ask you girls... What has worked for you as you have tried to make friends? Erica, what about you? Why don't you start? Uh, It kind of happened naturally for me. I had a a family member reach out to me and wanted to start at a gym, but she didn't want to start by herself. So I went with her, and this gym just suddenly turned into almost my second home. Like, I lived to go to the gym. Those girls that started the same time as I did, uh, they were starting a new program. It was a CrossFit gym. So if any of you know CrossFit, it's a little intimidating. And so the idea of starting at this gym where everyone was brand new, everyone, this was a first for everybody, uh, was a little bit more comforting. So I was able to do it. And going through that hard stuff with these people, these ladies became my very best friends. I, I, I looked forward to going to the gym. I had never been a gym person before. Uh, but they have become, and they still are, some of my very dearest friends. And if I'm going to go hang out with anybody other than my sisters, it's going to be those ladies. I love that, Ricky, because I am in the same boat. I never gymmed until we got our workout group together. And three days a week, we go, we work out together, we do really hard things, and we see amazing success. I'm telling you, find yourself a group of girls that you want to work out with, and working out is no longer a dread. Because you're hanging out with your friends. And yeah, you're getting hot and sweaty. But when you have to do it by yourself, I I would never get motivated to go. In fact, on days when I know that the class is going to be small and some of my best people aren't going to be there, I might skip. Because I'm really going for my people. I love my people. It is like a little supercharged quick quickie. It's a a mom quickie. You get there and you fill your cup with your, you, you know, you're with your friends. 
and you get exercise. It's kind of a dream. I need to find a gym friend because I need that. I need to combine friendshipping and working out. I've had a bum shoulder and wrist for the last three months and haven't been to the gym, and I have never been more lonely because it turns turns out all of my socializing happened at the gym. It's so great. We have a text thread, our Nova Base, and we get so much advice from each Wait, other. Wait, what's that, Nova Base? Okay, so all of the girls except for me live in a neighborhood called Nova Bay, and so B-A-Y, but we're the B-A-E. Oh, yeah. And so our text thread is so great. There's just like this running joke about Taco Bell because it's really the closest fast food to all of us. And between Taco Bell, how sore we are, and last-minute ingredients to a recipe that we don't have, it's like our cup is full in this little gym group. I love that. Kara, you also do something else. You were telling me about your dinner club. Dinner club. It is my favorite. I know a lot of you guys like to like read books and stuff, and that's cool. But I know that half of you (laughs) only go for the food. So I'm one of those. Cut the books out. Do that on your own and just embrace the dinner club. We do it two times a month on Tuesday. If you can make it, great. If you can't, catch us on the next one. Just girls? Just girls. No boys allowed. That's awesome. It's a girls' night. We eat delicious food. Every time it's somewhere different, we try new things, and then we also go to our tried and true, because who doesn't love a tried and true restaurant? I've snuck in on a few of those when I have been in town in Florida, and it's a good time. It is, and they might go five hours. Yes. My husband, when I go out to dinner with friends, I'll I'll see you in the morning, because we sit there and we just talk and talk about Literally everything. And the poor waiter, we end up giving a great tip because they're just filling our drinks. And 72 us, Diet Cokes. It is. It's therapeutic. <laughs> Ten bathroom stops. You talk about things with them that you don't talk about with your husband. I, know, I mean, it's, it's just how it is. Like, it, it's, there's, there's good stuff you know, that happens at dinner there's a There's a secret sauce when you get girls and food and Diet Coke. And the magic happens. The magic happens. <laughs> and when the true. restaurant closes, you take it to the after party, which you is the parking, the parking lot. lot. You learn yes. some real cool tricks. Oh, my gosh. Erica. In the end, your husband is very grateful for these okay. girls' night out. Okay. Ladies, ladies, Erica. You I'm talking about GNOs okay. here, folks. Erica. Hey, you know what, look. though? I do love book clubs because I enjoy – I'm kind of a nerd. I like to read. I don't always read the book, but I still go to book club and listen and participate in the conversation because you get a different perspective. It's just the same thing. You have different friends that kind of serve different purposes too. I have different friends at book club than I would go on a girls night with or that I might go to the gym with. I've got, and that's okay to have these different spheres of friends. It's better. Variety. Variety is the spice of life. Erica, you said something about these going out to dinner with your girlfriends is different than going out to dinner with your husband. Yes. You know, that saying that your husband is your best friend. I know I told you guys all how I feel about that. Okay. My Mm -hmm. husband is the person that I know the best and love the most. And he loves me and knows me. But there's a part of me he will never understand. Amen. And I think that's true across the board. Yes. Just because... Because girls are from Mars and women, men are from Venus. One more time. Other way around. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're totally different specimens. We need our girlfriends. And I just cannot say that enough. And so remember when we were planning our first girls trip? Yes. I I never took girls trips. Shelly took lots of girls trips. Still takes lots of girls trips. I She's really good at tripping. And her husband, though, <laughs> her husband appreciates a boy's trip. It was so a, it's a there was a learning tat. curve. There was a learning curve here, but yeah, there is definitely I, a titten and a tatten. Okay. Happening. 
<laughs> anyway, okay. we were planning a girls' trip for all of us sisters. This is like the first time it was. I think it was happen. the first one. And uh, do you guys remember? I remember. <laughs> I remember. We were all asking the sisters, "Are we okay? To, are we doing this? Like, is your man okay? Or are we going to go? Is everything lined up? Do we have babysitters?" And I remember Vanessa. What 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 did you say? What did you say? You hadn't gotten it. Uh, probably that I'm afraid to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I what I remember vividly is Nate saying, "Wait, didn't you ha- haven't you grown out of that?" Yeah. And to me, I was crushed. I re- and it's going to make me cry again. No, I see your lip quivering, Erica. Oh. I think the reason why it was such a like a dagger was that I think we can all agree that. We that was like a real coming to enlightening moment that no, and that is never going to pass. We I, will never grow out of. I that. remember thinking Vanessa's Nate. Nate wants Vanessa to outgrow us, and that was just a really, really hard thing for me to swallow. And that goes back to Vanessa's point of your husband Nate. You'll he's always your best friend. Fills needs that a girlfriend can't. But he, there are also things that Nate can't fill that your girls, only a girlfriend or your sisters can. Yeah. Thankfully, we did it anyway. Well, <laughs> Whether well, or not we, we went to bat and we, we said, we no, we're, we're not. We need and to do I this. remember you came home from that trip and Nate was like, wow. wow. Take Whoa. all the trips you want. Because like something She was happens. vivacious. I, I just, I remember. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I knew how I felt. Because it really was, like Kara said, it was an enlightening moment where we were like, what does this mean to us? No, we're not going to grow out of it. This is a fulfilling relationship. We need it more than ever, I yes, feel like. Yes, yes. And, and Nate saw the beauty of Vanessa coming home and realizing what good it was. It did did Vanessa good. It, her, she was lighter. She was funnier. She was friskier. And, <laughs> and true. so, Nate, I, I do remember him saying, take all the girls' trips. If I get Vanessa back acting like that and feeling as yeah. good as she does, then then she needs her sisters. That was a and I was I us. was... <laughs> I was You can really relieved. become, again, yourself. We give so much to motherhood. We kind of become absorbed by our roles as wives and mothers and all of those things. Or, But when you get a second to connect with people that you have things in common with and you can let loose a little bit, you're refreshed. Yeah, and you remember important. who you are. Yeah. Yes. Shelly, you're actually so good at carving out the time that you need to recharge. But everyone recharges differently, right? Totally. I mean, my husband recharges alone. He does. But he does enjoy a good trip. He does enjoy a good, like, meet up at Beto's with his guy friends at 9 o'clock. They have, like, a standing date once a month. But for me, I I recharge with my people. I recharge with my sisters. I have this great group of girlfriends from college that we get together. And those girls' trips – and I think I was doing these girls' trips before we really got the sisters' trips dialed in. And – it was really valuable for me to go and get away. And there was a learning curve there. I needed to know what my husband expected out of these trips. I could only be gone for two days. I, you know, like it, I, I learned how to do the girl trip, the girl trip thing. And when we introduced the sister trip, it was a no brainer because obviously I'm going to do my sister's trip over anything. So it's been really good for me. I love it. It works in our it's, it works in our marriage. It works with my family. I have support around me to be able to help with my kids if I need to get away. I know that's not everybody's case, but it is an incredible outlet. It's amazing. So not all of our listeners 
can afford to go on a girl's trip because, you know, friends are spread out across the country. We are spread out from Florida to California. And it may not be a thing about money. It could just be resources and accessibility to babysitters. So there are other ways that we can stay connected. One of the things that we really love, Marco Polo. Polo. Please tell me you guys know about Marco Polo. Fish out of water? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) We grew up with a pool and in our swimming suits and Marco Polo was... Every day. It was the jam. thing. Yeah, and if you had just a pinky toe in the water, you could you were count safe. safe. <laughs> no, but seriously, Marco Polo is the app. It's not a social media, it's a messaging app, but it is video messages that are asynchronous, which is a fancy word for not in real time. And it's amazing because as soon as I started Marco Poloing you guys, that was like what I looked forward to the most every day. Me too. I, Being far away. I don't see my sisters all the time, and I don't have any, any other family. But I got to see their face and their funny expressions. And these girls are hysterical. I'm funnier after being with them. There's nothing I loved more than seeing my app and opening it and seeing 13, 14, 15 Marco oh. Polos waiting and thinking, oh. <gasps> some of my hands together, the being like, I cannot wait to catch up on what's going on. Some of us are a little better about catching up. Shelly's I think, the worst. Actually. I think that Erica one time <laughs> did a giveaway during our Marcos. She's like, I'm going to give away $10. Shelly, if you see this, I'll Venmo you $10. I think it got up to like... <laughs> A thousand dollars. Shelly, Shelly, Shelly would catch it. I'm, I'm notorious for just getting in, kind of scrolling through, and then telling them what I'm doing, which is <laughs> terrible, so rude. But then I start over. I just, I start, I catch up from there. But we're sisters, and we forgive you anyway. So Marco Polo has been great for our sister tribe. We also have a broader family Marco Polo, which isn't as active as I would like for, for it to be. But on my last trip to Florida, I lived in Florida for six years before we moved to Utah. And on my last trip to Florida, I it was so fun to catch up with friends that I hadn't really seen or talked to in years. And we carried on the conversation of Marco Polo. And now we Marco Polo every day. And it is just that friendship that was like a ride or die for so many years when we lived next to each other that kind of had gone dormant is now in full bloom once again. So I cannot say much enough about Marco Polo. Well, we've all been texting. That's like we've got a go- a big thread going with our family. We have group group texts, but this just like kind of takes it to the next level. But even just text messaging, sending a message to your people, just staying com- committed and connected, it's the best way. But I still love our family text thread. There's a lot of good stuff in there. The it's be- amazing. The best thread, though, is our DMs on Instagram because Ricky the Hound Dog has rustled up the best memes the meme known. Queen. Guys, there's known to not, man. Not much I enjoy more than a good chuckle out of a meme. So you need to I'm start, happy to send him along. You need to start an Instagram thread called Ricky the Hound Dog. Ricky the Meme Meme Dog. I wish I could <laughs> I wish I could take credit for it, but there's there's meme accounts. You should see my Instagram. That's uh, the name of the game. Field, explore it's field. Incredible. Memes. And let's not forget the old-fashioned phone call. None of our kids know how to make a phone call, but to, it, it's it's a lost sometimes, art. <laughs> sometimes, it, sometimes it's a great way to connect. You know, one thing that I noticed as I got older and as I got busier, and especially as I've been working more because I'm basically working full-time now and going home to take care of my kids, is I have been lonelier. Less time for friends. Other than the gym workouts and the girls I see at the gym, I haven't been scheduling it in. And it's something that I want to be better at. So being in the hustle and bustle of life, it's really hard sometimes to stay connected. And then Kevin's, we have apps like Marco Polo and texting. But what I always have to remind myself is like, you've got to be the forgiving friend. We all get very busy. And 
our intentions are to stay connected and to stay, you know, up to date with each other. But sometimes you go a while without responding to a text message or being able to get together for lunch. And you just have to understand that everybody gets busy and it's okay. It does not mean that you don't value friendships like you did before. I have a friend, Sarah, this is for you, sister. She's the type of friend that I don't have to talk to her for a year or two years. But when I see her, if I text her, it's like time hasn't passed. There's not a problem. There's no grudge against the fact that, hey, where were you? I didn't get a birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. It's just you just pick up where you are. And those are the friendships that I love the most because I know if I ended up in Florida and was stranded somewhere, who could I call that I know would show up? Sarah would be there. And she wouldn't make it awkward. Don't no. make it awkward. Like, where have you been all this time? Yeah. Like, love I didn't, wasn't going to invite you because I was afraid you wouldn't come. That's too hard. I'm really lucky. I have my core friends from college that I haven't seen in years. One of them I met up with on this trip, and I come to Utah a lot. And my friends know that when I get with my family, I enter the time warp of nothing else exists. I skipped my 10-year reunion because we were at the she beach. she loves us most. <laughs> I do, but There's my friends get it because we can pick up, and they know I love them the same if I haven't seen them in five years or if I haven't seen them in a month. It's okay if these relationships filter through and they fall off or they change. It doesn't mean that those relationships, those friendships, weren't important, didn't serve a purpose, and weren't extremely valuable. Do you remember um, Shasta Nelson, who we met at that conference? I was enthralled. We were dying over this. She's precious. I follow her on Instagram and Facebook, and I feel like I'm really good friends with her, Shasta. She's a friendship specialist. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. So uh, all of us sissies were invited to speak at a conference, and she was one of the keynote speakers. And she gave a presentation about why we need friends. And it was like she had data. She had Research. And really actionable things that every woman in every phase of life can use to help, first of all, recognize the need for friends, and then how to incorporate more friend time in our lives. And how to nurture the friendships that are really important. And also understand how different friendships serve different purposes. Yeah, she had the circle of friendships. So you'll have your friends that are your geographical friends like these are friends because you live a certain way or your circumstantial friends like these are your friends because you all go to the same gym or or you have different friends in different seasons of life you just do i'm going to link her website in our show notes you guys have got to check out shasta shasta you guys have got to check out shasta and maybe follow her on instagram erica yeah she's writing another book i do know that She's working on the manuscript. We ha- I do follow her. Hi, Shasta. I'm going to say it again. Hi, Shasta. <laughs> we had Shasta on a Facebook Live a little while back when we were talking about Chatbook's mission to help people live happy. So be sure to check out her work. I just have one last little note to say. We all have kids that come to us and they tell us when they have issues with friends or when they're feeling lonely. And what advice would we give them? Vanessa, what would you say to your child? Be the friend that you would want. Erica. I tell them to look for the look for the person who needs a friend. Leah? I always say, if you need a friend, invite somebody to do something. Kara, what would you say? I'm right there with you, Ricky. That's my number one advice. Find the person that needs a friend and be a friend. So all of this advice is amazing, and we need to listen to it. This is how we're going to be able to find and foster friendships that are going to benefit us, and we will be able to ben- benefit them. I think we've all have had that experience where we're at an event or somewhere where you Walk through a room full of people that you know, and no one talks to you. Yes. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can go home and feel sad that 
that happened. Or I can just be the person that talks to the other people. So the next time you're in that situation, you take control and you tell someone that they're looking nice or that how are you doing or inquire or even smile. It is amazing Instead of what waiting, a smile can do. You be the active friend. Yeah, because I think I know in high school, this is definitely what I did in high school. I would walk down the halls and I wouldn't even smile at anyone if they didn't smile at me first because I would think, well, what if they didn't What if they don't remember me or what if they don't think I'm cool? If I got the go ahead from them, then I would be friendly because I was racked with insecurities. You know what? I have my own set of insecurities, but I have always found that the second I walk in a room, first thing I do is make eye contact with somebody and smile because instantly it makes me feel better. And I mean, the little geek in me, when you smile, it actually lets endorphins go in your brain. Like it's a real thing. The more you smile and the more you see people smile, it feeds those good feelings. So if you're ever finding yourself with that little bit of insecurity, just pretend you're me and smile until you can smile no more. This is coming from Mrs. Happy. She is. I am very lucky that I am happy in general, but I am shy and embarrassed and self-conscious too, but it's easier for me to fake it until I make it. And I find that I feel so much better when I put forth the first effort because then I'm not sitting there waiting for someone to smile at me. And you know what? Happiness is contagious. And I can feel it when I'm around Leah. And then we're all happier. It's amazing. Me too. Leah, you are my role model in all of this. She's a hero. The eternal optimist. I'm blessed to be happy with my lot in life, guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, what do you guys have to say about me? What do you love about me? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's the baby sister, baby girl right there. Um, you guys, thank you so much for being here and sharing your, uh, for being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That is the I, best I word, isn't it? People you call did. me a robot. I, I generally don't cry. That I'm not a crier, first. but I cried on the podcast. I think these. this is the first tears to be shed on the Mom Force podcast. And this is by, by you. My record my breaking. <laughs> record breaking. You guys, it was me that used to call her a robot. <laughs> yes, she did. Probably yeah. after she scratched my eyeballs out. Well, being vulnerable is actually a huge thing about making friends, too. So I think that's a perfect way to end this. Yes. Okay. Vulnerability. Good. Thank you for being here with us, you listeners. We, I want you to know that we, this podcast was brought to you by five women on two microphones. So forgive us if the sound goes in and out. We are still dialing in our tech. I hope you found this episode helpful. Entertaining. Entertaining. Enlightening. Maybe. Funny. Enlightening. I know that there are lots of you out there that are still yearning. For friends. And so we would like to start some Mom Force meetups. If you're interested in the Mom Force meetup, join our Mom Force Facebook group. I'm still not exactly sure how we're going to organize it. But, but isn't it sound fun? Yes, there's promises being made right now, and I see these promises being fulfilled. I like to commit to things on air. There if, we go. If you listen to my uh, phone tips and tricks episode, I committed to never being on my phone while I'm driving. And she grasped my hand to close the deal. <laughs> There was a, a solemn promise that we will not. And actually, I must clarify that is, I will never be on my phone while my car is moving. I will look at it at stoplights. And okay. with another grasp, <laughs> yeah, I am now grasping hands with Shelly. I commit to meetups. <laughs> mom, mom Force meetups. Meet you guys are so much weird sister inside joke stuff here going on. I will host a Mom Force meetup out in California. Okay. It doesn't Perfect. just have to be Number in Utah. One. There it well, is. no, that's I would whole, love to do it. That's my whole point. It's not all going to be in Utah. Kara. Kara's doing one in Florida. 
We'll do it at Wild Florida. You guys can That's get good. some, Ooh, some yes. good time. You can feed free, some. Free airport but that ride. means you have to come. That means Chopper Grand Chief has to be there. Oh, I'll be there. If it's a work thing, I'll be there. Work, work trip. Yes. Boondoggle that. Boondoggle that to a sissy trip. All right, guys. I've got some. You guys, I hope you get all these references. I'm going to link all those fun things in our show notes. I'm also going to link a picture of a chat book that I made of one of the most epic sissy trips when we all went to California to film an episode of Shark Tank. Shelly and Kara here are yeah, yeah. the founders of a swim business, swim suit company called Raising Wild. And when the producers were talking to them about being a contestant on Shark Tank, they only wanted them if all of the sisters came. Because so we did it. Not just if they came, but if we were all in swimsuits. Oh, okay. And for Shark Tank first, all sissies miked. Oh. Yeah. That's true. We were, we were mics. We were extras, but we had mics because because they saw that there was something special here. Chemistry. It's true. Chemistry. That's what they kept saying. We want to see that chemistry. I hope you Mike like the models. <laughs> Mike the models. Check out the episode. I'll link the episode in the show notes too. Okay, guys, I hope you can feel of our chemistry. I hope you can feel of our love for sisterhood. Not just these sisters in this room, but all of you moms working so hard to help your families and be happy we are all in this together thank you for being part of the mom force we will catch you next time all in this together that's all we know okay i think that's it bye